Hi, I'm Levi Coons, and welcome to the Hunting Game Podcast. If you're anything like me, you live for the outdoors all year round. Join us as we discuss hunting, fishing, shooting, and really anything outdoors. It's definitely going to be a good time. Sit back and get ready, because here we go. Welcome back to another episode of the Hunting Game Podcast. It's your boy, Levi, in the house. How's it going, everybody? Man, was it a good weekend last weekend, and man, do I have a story to tell. First and foremost, I lied. I really, I, I lied to everybody on the last podcast. For those of you, so you may have seen it already, I said on the last show, I was not going to kill a doe on our cornfield hunting property, and I did it. I, I shot a doe. <laughs> we'll get into that story here in a little bit, but hey, we got the first one out of the way. It felt good. First kill with the with the new Matthews I got, and a a good doe for the freezer. About got that thing finished butchering. We've got a good cooler to put it in, so meat's been a little, doing a little dry aging. I don't have a walk in, but we did hang it for. We got good enough weather to hang it for a little about 24 hours, and then I had to get it skinned out. It got pretty warm that day, but once it's quartered, we can put it in a cooler and in totes and on bleeding racks and let it finish bleeding out and doing a little dry aging. So we've got the front shoulders done already and all the extra meat, and we got the inside loins and the heart in the fridge ready to hit the frying pan. That's like the tradition when we're butchering is put the heart and the inside loin in the frying pan and just get that. Oh, that that's the best. I don't care what anybody says. Those two pieces of meat are the best piece of the deer. And it's just a reminder when you're sitting there butchering, it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is why we do it. Huh. Man, I love it. We always do it with big old cast iron skillet. Fry about half pound of bacon in there before you get going. Saute some onions in that bacon grease and then ba bam, slap that meat in there. Get it all crispy and delicious. Oh man. I'm excited for that for sure. I don't I don't know already tell the story yet. Uh I did <clears throat> excuse me. I did get an email this week, like an hour after the last episode released. I got an email from Kyle out of Nineveh, Indiana. Kyle said, first and foremost, noodles do go in chili. So take that, Zach. Kyle's on my team. Actually, he said 100% go in chili, exclamation mark. That's big time. He means it. He means business. I'm with you, Kyle. Also, Kyle did answer the other question in the last episode. He said he usually tries to get in the stand about an hour to an hour and a half before legal shooting light. This man is dedicated. I wish I could get out there that early every time, but it doesn't always happen. Last weekend, for sure, we got out there. We actually got out there really early, but I had some flaws on the trip in. I took my four-wheeler around the cornfield like I did that day uh, I talked about when I had to change the batteries in my camera. I got about halfway around, and there was a tree, a, a big one, a 
big tree had fallen down in the corn, so my four-wheel path was roadblocked, dead in the water. It's pitch dark, no way around this tree, so I had to. I just shut it down. So I'm trying to go in there in the dark. I'm not trying to have my four-wheeler. My four-wheeler is quiet, but the lights are pretty bright. So I was trying to, <clears throat> excuse me, knowing that I had to go kind of close by the bedding area. Like I wish I could describe. There's like a, a kind of a skinnier area of woods with field on both sides. And my entryway to this stand, I have to go by one of those spots, which it's risky. I know, but I didn't really have a choice. I mean, it was either walk it or ride it, and the walk was going to take a lot longer. So took the four-wheeler around, parked it, got off, got my bow out, got my pack on. I had to. I actually had to walk out in the corn a little bit to go around the tree because it was so big I couldn't, with my harness on, my pack on, my bow, I couldn't climb over the trunk of the tree. So I walk around, continue the walk, go across. I finally got to my stand about... I don't know, 35 minutes before first light at all, like before any light at all. So it was, it was good start. Got in, got situated and I was impressed with myself. Dead silent entry. I had bare dirt to walk on around the field. I get in my stand, no noise whatsoever. Get in it, get my strap put on for my harness, get everything, you know, get my pack off, get my bow uh, bow hanger in the tree, get my bow hung up, get the quiver off, get my bow hung up. I mean, everything. I had to trim one limb just a little bit, just snip it a little bit. Got my bow set up, did a couple couple test draws, made sure that was my first time in that stand for the year. So, made sure I had plenty of opening, plenty of openings, good shots out into the field, expecting that they're going to come from the field. I did have a couple shots into the woods, so I had options, but I got settled in. And I was so excited because I'd been watching that trail cam so heavy that I, I I couldn't I like to sit down so I don't have any movement whatsoever and then just you know try to anticipate the deer. It's hit or miss sometimes. Ninety percent of the time I'm up and ready in time. I get the deer even get within close to range. My eyes are pretty well trained, but I couldn't sit down. I stood there. I I guess we're just gonna go ahead and get in the story. Might as well, right? I mean, we're here. I'm this far. So anyways, I'm standing there. Sun comes up. Beautiful sunrise. Pretty crisp morning. It was it was in the 30s that morning. So I'm all set up. I'm waiting. And it got to be a little after 8, 8.20, 8.30. I was standing there. And from... So I have my shooting hole out into the field. However... The trees on, like, to the north and to the south of my stand have a pretty good canopy on them still. So I can see into the field a little bit. Like, I've got some good distance, but it's real small holes. No shots through it. So I'm standing there, and I catch some movement. Just, I don't know, 50 yards up. Like, all right, well, I'm going to get my bow ready. Rewind. We'll resume right there in a minute. That morning on the way... To the woods. Now, I told you guys on the podcast, and I was talking to my dad on the way to the woods. I told him the same thing. I said, all right, here's the deal. I've got target bucks on camera. Like, pretty well-patterned target buck on camera, if not two target bucks. 
I'm not shooting a doe today. Yeah, I know it's early. I know the does may not, the bucks might not be hot on the does trails right now, but these are most likely local does that are hanging out, living on our property, and I want them to bring bucks in, getting into the rut. So I tell my dad, I'm not going to shoot a doe today. I'm going to do everything I can. You know, I'm not going to shoot a doe. I'm just going to wait it out. If a doe presents itself, it's going to be tough, but I think I'm just going to let it, I just, I'm going to let them walk and hopefully coming in, you know, at least within half an hour comes a buck. If not, I'll probably regret it, but it is what it is. Dad said, well, I'm with you on that one, but it's going to be hard to pass on a doe if she gives us a good opportunity. Yeah, you got a good point. So we get to the woods. That's my plan. Get to my stand. I see some legs, right? So I'm like, well, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get set and get ready. And then as soon as it gets close, I have another little hole I can see out of about five steps back from my opening. I'm going to go ahead and draw. And then when they step into the hole, I'll evaluate the situation. I've got about a five, ten step window right there to make a decision, make a choice, get set solid, and, and let the hammer down, let that arrow fly. So I see the small legs, I get ready, and out of the corner of my eye, in that five-step window where I said I was going to draw, I see a better set of legs. Good, I mean, like bigger legs. I was like, okay, I'm drawing. I draw back, out pops a pretty good doe. Good mature doe, long nose, you know, long-faced doe. I'm like, oh, five yards. She walks right into my hole, stops, stretches out, broadside, looks away from me, and presents herself like she knew that I was not going to kill a doe. And the split second I had the decision, I'm pin on her, I'm ready to shoot, and I remember myself saying, I'm not shooting a doe today. And then I had a flashback. I mean, not legitimately, but I, I, I immediately in my brain flashback to last year about the same time out of the same tree, a doe came underneath me and a little bit further out, I completely, like I just barely skimmed her belly. I got a the tiniest drip of blood on one vein, like basically a clean miss on a doe last year, the same weekend out of the same stand. And that was the only opportunity I had at a shootable deer last year with a bow. So that goes through my head, and I thought, you know what? I think it's going to be a good season, but this could be my only opportunity with the bow. <sighs> Way that arrow goes. And I'm telling you right now, as soon as I let go of that arrow, I heard it, I watched that arrow make contact, and I instantly started seeing blood. I was pumped. I made the shot, beautiful shot. Like I said, she was like five yards from my tree, so I'm up high, made that perfect shot, comes out low. I So she, take, she takes off running, I mean moving. The other doe that was with her, which was probably, it was quite a bit of smaller doe, it just stood there, looks, watch her run, turns into the woods and starts heading into the woods, just keeps grazing on some some little undergrowth. I could have easily turned and shot her too, but I was like, no, I, I said I wasn't going to shoot a doe anyways. I just did. For two, it was a smaller doe. I'd like to see her mature and hang around. And for three, 
knowing what it took to get to that stand, I know that the drag out of there is not going to be a good time already. So she takes off. I see my arrow in the ground, made a full pass through, good pass through. I look at my veins. I can see red on them. And I'm like, all right, great. So I go ahead and text my dad. I'm like, hey, I I folded. I made a good shot on a doe. She smoked her. Just She's going to be done in no time. He's like, well, congratulations. I can't blame you at all. I'm like, well, you know what? The opportunity presented itself. I'm, you know, I'm tried and true meat hunter. I do have a plan in line because of the bucks I've got on camera. But I, you know what? The opportunity presented itself and... I've got good hunting properties, but I don't have good enough hunting properties to be picking and choosing all the time, especially because both the neighboring properties, which are connected, basically, I mean, there's like a road as a buffer between our properties. Guys hunt both of them. The both properties that touch ours, guys hunt. So I know I'm not going to be able to like truly efficiently manage the herd. I can do what I can do. But the opportunity was there. I I just know that, you know, if I had 15, 20 opportunities at deer every year, I could be more, I could be more picky. But normally I've got like five to six good, true opportunities on deer, shootable deer a year. So I let her fly. So I got to say, it was the first deer I shot with a mechanical broadhead and it was a rage Believes is a tripan, and I'm a believer. Now, I do like a fixed blade broadhead. I just trust it more. You know, there's not chance for mechanical failure, but oh my lord. You want to talk about a wound channel. I mean, it looked like that some that somebody took a katana sword and just right through the thing. The wound channel was incredible. Which I'm I told dad, I was like, you know, I think I see some blood, but I'm gonna wait it out. I ended up waiting in my tree. A, probably a good hour and a half, simply for two reasons. One, I wanted to let her lay down and die, even though I knew I made a good shot. Two, there was that freak chance that that buck could have came strolling by. He didn't, so be it, no big deal. I didn't have, you know, didn't take the risk of spooking him or something, but I also just wanted the doe to take her time and, and not not risk bumping her because I hunt not... Two probably a hundred yards from the property line, and the way she ran was straight towards the property line. Knowing where they came from, like yeah, I don't really want to run her, you know. And jumping her would be pretty catastrophic. I could get permission to go get her, hopefully. But regardless of the situation, I just wanted to give it plenty of time. Dad's still hunting on the other side of the property. Don't need to disturb him. Really, just don't want to disturb the property as a whole. And we're talking; it's still eight thirty. So there's a lot of action that could be happening. But so I'm looking around for blood on the ground, just just glassing through my binos. And I, I found a couple spots, but every all the all hunters know if they're hunting a cornfield edge, there's an insane amount of things that look like blood that end up being leaves or part of a corn stalk or part of a corn cob, something. So I'm seeing all those, and finally I look, and right like five foot from my arrow is a corn stalk that there is blood splattered all over it, like five foot in the air. I mean, you want to—I shot this doe with a bow, 
and she that broadhead just laid her open. I, it was not a hard blood trail. It was like just following the path, and she went forty yards, maybe. I mean, she didn't make it very far. It was a quick, which I always pray about my shot placement when I go in the woods. I get in there, get in the woods, and I get in my stand. You know, I thank God for getting me there safely. I thank God for the opportunity to be there and the opportunity to love what I do and just just everything in general. Think think about life for a little bit. Thank God for all the things He's blessed me with, all the things He's given me, all the thank Him for the struggles He's put me through. You know, that's just that early morning before the sun comes up is always my time to give God a little bit of it. Like just give my day to God, give my week to God and say, you know, thanks for giving me this opportunity to let loose, let go of my struggles and my, you know, everything that goes on in the in the daily life. Get rid of it, escape it, and just live life outdoors for a day. So I always spend a little time thinking or talking to God, but I always ask God that if I'm presented with a deer, if I'm presented with an opportunity to shoot at one, please make my shot as ethical as clean, as well-placed as possible, and take that deer quickly and as pain-free as possible. I always say that in my prayer when I'm hunting. I think that's super important as an outdoorsman that I respect that animal enough to take a good shot every chance I get, to give it all of my ability to really, truly give that shot all I can. So I was proud. I was happy with that. I mean, great double lung shot. Took them both out. She didn't go far. She bled good. Meat's nice and pink. I'm thrilled. First deer out of the way. Meat in the freezer, boys. So once again, I apologize that I I lied to my listeners. But just know that I went in with full intentions of sticking to my plan. But when, when the opportunity presented itself the way it is, I can't pass up a five-yard shot on a mature doe. Not to mention, she had some milk in her in her milk sack still, so her genes got passed on. It was her time. She presented herself. So, once again, thanks to the big man upstairs for giving me that opportunity and giving me a good story to start this week off with. With that, I'm going to go ahead and go to the first break, maybe the only break today. So, I will return in just a minute. Hey, guys, don't forget to check out our Instagram. Hunting Game Podcast on Instagram. Send us an email as well, honeygamepodcast at gmail.com. We'd be, we love feedback. Love hearing from everybody. Love, you know, just love chatting. So shoot us an email. Tell us what you think. Also, share it with your friends, guys. I'm much, much appreciated. It is a huge help to this podcast and this show and keeping it moving forward. You share it with some buddies, you know, even if it's just two or three. That would be fantastic. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review, and don't forget to hit that little bell so you never miss another episode. Friday, 5 a.m., game time, hunting game. Just the best way to start your drive and start your Friday. Don't miss it, guys. Thanks again for coming, and we'll be right back. All right, guys, we're back again. Uh, First thing I want to bring up is I want... Some more feedback from our listeners. Uh, you know, this this podcast isn't just about me and about my stories and my success and my lessons. It's it's also about you guys 
So one thing I request this week in the email uh, is what you guys want to talk about. Or if you have a story to tell, share a story. I'd love to read it on here and get your story out too. Or if you guys have any little tips or tricks that have helped you, shoot those to me too because I'd love to share them. You know, I'm not perfect. I'm no expert. I just tend to – I've done pretty good at what I do. But I'd love to hear more from you guys. You know, get some more influence from the crowd. That would surely would give us some, some fun content to talk about. So shoot us an email on that one. Also, our Instagram following is impressive. Like we're over like 800 followers. So I'm excited about that. I just, I want to get this out there, guys. I want to keep this going and I want to get bigger. I do, I've been on the phone with a few people. I do have some very important and very fun special guests coming in the following weeks. Hopefully next week we'll have somebody on. That would be a great time. And, I, you know, I really want to get some, just some of our listeners on here. I know some of our listeners are buddies of mine, and I've already talked to them about getting on here. But, you know, if you're a listener and I don't know you, maybe we get you on the phone, get you on the podcast. This is this is about you guys just as it is about me. So I hope you're having half as much fun as I am because I'm having a blast. I love this thing. You know, I talked about doing a – oh, is that, is that an email right there? Eh, junk email. <laughs> don't need those. Go ahead and delete those. But I I really – I know I've said it before, but I really wanted to do this podcast for a long time. And finally one day I just decided I'm going for it. Me and my daughter were actually at Walmart. And I had – I bought a microphone a while back and it was kind of a junker. But we were at Walmart and they had a pretty good microphone there for a good price. I'm like, that's it. I'm buying it. This is it. I'm going for it. I'm ready. And here here we are. What is episode seven already? Wow, we're seven weeks in. I also, I've kind of been thinking about maybe doing two episodes a week. I think that'd be a good time. I I definitely have enough I can talk about. I could talk for days. And especially with special guests coming in, I know we can get the content. And I, you know, I also want to just have somewhere we just chat, you know, talk about what's going on in life. I've had, my goodness, I've had a busy couple weeks. I mean, it just slam-packed, the weather changing, which... Side note, this weather is incredible. We had our first frost the other day. Oh, I'm so tired. I was so tired of sweating and the sun. Like I said, I'm a redhead. The sun and me, not buddies. I like I like it, but it does not like me, if you know what I'm saying. But it's been busy. I had I got to get a bunch of wood split up to keep my shop warm this winter. I just, you know, cleaning up the yard, mowing leaves. My yard's full of trees, and I have already just have dumping leaves on my yard so i got to keep up on that work's been a little bit crazy we you know we've been trying you know getting everything ready for winter catching up on some some other jobs and then we're dealing with rain and mud and i don't know it's been a crazy fall but i'm i'm out there in the woods on the weekends having a blast we got a funeral to go to tomorrow for my grandpa and thank you again to everybody that reached out to me on that that's been very uh very good feeling knowing that I have so many people that care about me and care about what's going on in my life. And I want you all to know that I care about what's going on in your life too. So if you've got something good going on in life, something awesome, you know, you got some news, some great news, shoot it to me in an email or a message on Instagram. You know, I, I, I want to hear the good things going on in your life. And if you're struggling with something, send us an email on that too. Maybe we can do a little prayer for you. 
or just you know share share that we're not you're not alone. Everybody's got struggles they go through in life too. So you know, get out, just get get on that email and send me an email. Let's do some chatting. Let's get everybody involved. That's how we're going to do this. That's how we're going to grow. I feel like this podcast is a little bit different from everybody else's. Like just overall the content and the the amount of knowledge we cover and and the fun we have and I think just the overall layout's a little bit different. Talk about life sometimes. We're going to have one of those coming up soon. Just just chatting, catching up, having some fun, shooting the stuff, you know what I mean? And also, I've also, I, I've, I've got to talk about it. My trail cam's been going nuts lately. This morning I walk, woke up to an absolute stunner of a buck. He's nice. I mean, he's real nice. And he had just this perfect pose just looking at me. Oh, that's, I've got, I think, three now confirmed different shooter bucks. Both properties that I hunt have good bucks on them, documented on camera. In fact, my dad broke down and bought two cell cams because he's, I've been sending him pictures. Like every morning I send him trail cam pictures. He's And he's like, you know, I really like just going to my stand and checking checking my cards. It's one thing I like to do when I'm sitting there in the morning, which I do too, but being able to see what's going on a little bit in advance sure has helped me make that decision of where I'm going every morning. But he texts me midweek. He's like, hey, I got two cell cameras, so you can help me get those set up. That'd be great, Um, and we'll get those out there. All right, we're going to be running four cell cams. We're we're getting up into the big leagues, Dad. <laughs> and I still want to get my dad on here soon, but if I thought I was busy, my dad's busier than I ever dreamed of being. So, in fact, I don't know if I could ever even work even close to as hard as my dad does. But it's whatever. Learn from the best, right? But my cameras, movement has increased dramatically. Like, it's honestly been kind of impressive to see in just the last week alone how much the deer movement has increased. A lot of that has to do with weather. I mean, it's we went from 80 degrees to 30 degrees like somebody saw, like the weather saw a state trooper on the interstate. I'm not kidding. Just weather tanked immediately, like insanely fast. I'm cool with it, but it definitely has had a big impact on the deer, the movement especially. It's had an impact on everything, obviously, and the rain we've had has put the the harvest pretty much on a complete standstill. It's raining right now. It's going to rain tomorrow. It's probably going to rain Saturday. It's it's wet. We've got, I think we're like two week total, we're looking at five inches of rain. And that's not good for the harvest season. But it is what it is. You know, what are you going to do about it? It's what the good Lord gave us. So we'll get it done when we get it done. And uh, also, thanks to all the farmers out there. I don't. You guys don't get enough recognition from anybody. I mean, I know we all, everybody seems to appreciate them, but they truly don't get enough recognition for what they put in. It is nuts. The amount of hours, time, effort, labor, everything that goes into it, pure heart and soul and faith going into that job. Farmers out there, every each and every single one of you, thank you for what you do because I got to eat today. Thank you. 
Um, I did eat some deer meat today. I provided that for myself, but everything else that I ate today, thank you farmers. And don't forget to thank your farmers too. Don't forget to thank your local farmers and just all of them out there. Let's appreciate them. Keep your eye out for them. Make sure everybody's safe out there. They've got families to go home to also, just as you do too. So be safe around farm equipment. If they're on the road, just pull over. Pull into a driveway. Nobody talks about that. If a big piece of farm equipment is coming at you, just pull into a driveway. The amount of time it will take you sitting there and letting them pass in on a country road is the same is it's the equivalent of sitting at a stoplight. It's not going to slow you down that much. Just calm down, pull over, let them by. Everybody goes home safe. I talk about safety a lot on here. I I think it's so important. Which I'm going to plug it again. Don't forget to wear your harnesses, guys. I wear mine, even though I don't like to. I mean, it's not very comfortable, but I will not leave the ground without my harness on. I just won't. It's not worth the risk. So wear your harness, guys. Be safe. Check your straps on your stand, too. I try to check my straps. Even if I've been in it already this year, I get in my stand. Give those taps a, those straps a tap or two. Check them out. Make sure all they're all good because we don't need to be having any accidents. It's tough enough. As, you know, we're doing enough dangerous stuff out there. Got to be safe about it. There was my weekly safety plug. I can't forget that. Also, uh, Jake, I probably shouldn't tell this story. He might get upset with me. Jake uh, took a took a shot on a doe last weekend, and he did connect, had good, good blood on his arrow, and unfortunately something, I don't know what went wrong, but unfortunately he jumped that deer up and went on another property. Uh, they did get permission to retrieve it. But by the time they got their retrieval, the coyotes had already got to it and tore it up pretty bad. So that's a bad deal. So I'll be thinking about him. Hopefully we can get Jake back on here soon. I had a good time that episode. Connor back, you know. Let's get them boys back on here. And we got some new guests coming, though, for sure. Why don't we get right into our fun fact today? We'll get back into chatting, but our fun fact of the day, uh, I was just doing a little looking. And I found on uh, one of the encyclopedia pages, it's that um, all but one species of deer, the males carry antlers. Uh, In reindeer, both sexes carry antlers, so that's cool. Um, There is a single antlerless form of deer, the Chinese water deer, uh, that has a pre-antler condition as shown in the fossil record. In this primitive condition... Males have long, sharp upper canines called tusks that are used for slashing and stabbing in territorial contest. Some species carry both antlers and tusks and show a progression of increased antler size and complexity with decreased size and functional structure of the tusks. So that's pretty cool. Some deer have tusks. I'm glad the deer around here don't have tusks. That'd freak me out. You know, if I if I shot a deer and had big old canine sticking out, I don't think I'd be very comfortable. I'm I'm good with antlers, but I don't want I don't want a deer that can like eat me too. Thankfully they're herbivores. You just keep eating the grass and the corn and stuff, buddy. I'll I'll eat you. We used to have a sign up on the fridge at my dad's house that said, Dear vegetarians, my food eats your food. Which was I think it's funny. There's also one as dear vegetarians, my food poops on your food. <laughs> well, I always used to joke that veggies were called rabbit food. I'm just kidding. I actually really like vegetables. 
I like fruit and vegetables quite a bit. I I used to joke and say I was a carnivore because I ate so much meat. But, which, I mean, I, I do eat a lot of meat, but I like my fruits and veggies. And we, we always have veggies with every meal, so they're good for you. Eat your eat your veggies, kids and adults. I feel like I feel like adults don't eat anywhere close to as many vegetables. Like most adults don't eat even eat as many vegetables as when they were a kid. Probably because they were made to. They were forced to eat vegetables as a kid. But, hey, that's all right. I don't blame them. You know, and... It's hard to beat the good old fresh meat of the deer. Which did I tell you guys? I've got a, I got a deer last weekend. I, did I, I did I say that already? Sorry, <laughs> I don't mean to brag. I'm just excited. I'm freaking pumped. It's been a dry spell. I think I was on a three year dry spell with my bow. That's tough on a guy. And it's not. I mean, yes, I've had two misses with a bow since uh, since my last bow kill. But I just really haven't had the opportunities. I mean, the first opportunity of the year, both years, the last two, I've made bad shots. And it's not – unfortunately, I would rather miss clean than make a bad shot. And both of them have been clean misses. But this year, I made it happen. The The last two years, I, I literally had one opportunity with a bow, and that was it. And then you get a gun in your hand, and, well, the opportunities get a little greater. Especially that opening weekend of gun is so wild. Especially our Big Woods property. We always go hunt there opening day of gun every year. It's so intense because there's it's surrounded by public ground and there's hunters everywhere. It sounds like World War Three popping off out there in the morning. Just you know, from miles and miles and miles. Just you're like, oh wow. There's 437 deer killed today, and I haven't seen a darn thing. And then all of a sudden, just crazy, just come flying in. They come out of nowhere, deer, and it's like, all right, game time. I, I my last buck I put on the wall was that such. It was just like that. It just out of nowhere, there was a couple does in a, this buck, and I actually had my scope on a doe because, I'll be honest with you, on opening day, and I'm, if it's brown, it's down. I mean, within reason, but I had my scope on this big doe, and all of a sudden, out of the edge of my scope, I see a rack come up. I'm like, uh-oh, big boy. Get set up on him. Pow, there he was. Wall mounter, BBD, big buck down, baby. <laughs> I hope I got a, I hope I get a good buck this year. Last year was a bad year. One doe, all I got all season. I'm always, I, I pretty much average two a year, but last year was tough. But it's all right. This year, it may be my year. I'm already on the board on, which, oh my gosh, I can't even, it's the end of December, December. I'm glad it's not the end of December. <laughs> it's the end of October already. That seems like it flew by week, I think week four deer season here in Indiana. And that's mind blowing to believe. I felt like it was just yesterday. I was thinking it was crazy that we were already in the woods, but that was probably weather related. I'm pretty sure that's why I felt that way because the weather was so warm. It was just like borderline hot out. It just didn't feel right to be in the woods, but now the leaves are changing. The weather has definitely changed for the colder. I mean, I'm, I think we're looking at, I saw a news report. There was a possibility of the first snow event being the first week of November. That's next week. Do I think it's going to happen? Yeah, yeah, pro- probably not. But you never know. It might happen. We'll see. 
I love hunting in the snow. I wish we could hunt in the snow more than what we get to. I've only got to hunt in the snow like two or three times, and it's usually late muzzleloader season. I think I've hunted in the snow once uh, during gun season, which I take that back. I've probably hunted in the in the snow five or six times, but only one or two have been like measurable snowfall. That's so cool. I don't know if anything beats hunting in the snow. Now, that is if you have a tree umbrella or a blind. Because if you're just sitting out there in a tree during the snow, you don't think about it, you end up soaking wet. Not a good time when it's that cold. Nobody wants to be wet when it's snowing out. So I I do have my tree umbrella. I like to screw into the tree and keep above me. That is nice. That is an absolute game changer for hunting in wet weather, whether it be snow or rain. You just got to play your wind right. I've set that thing up before and... Had it up high, had a breeze coming straight up my face. It just blew it all on me. It was kind of pointless. I guess it stopped the drip out of the tree, but yeah, it is what it is. They didn't say us hunters are the smartest people in the world, which I'm pretty I'm pretty intelligent, but I've done a lot of stupid stuff to try to kill a deer. Let's be honest. I've been out there in some insanely crazy weather just to hopefully get a deer. Yeah, it is what it is, right? I mean... We're not all we're not out there to kill a deer every time. My grandpa used to tell me if you killed a deer every time you were in the woods, it'd be called killing, not hunting. And you'd finally you would eventually lose interest. Which I've thought about a lot. I think it would take I think it would take quite a bit of time in the woods for me to lose interest in killing deer. But I also don't have the time to butcher deer. Like I don't have time to butcher a deer every time I go in the woods. I probably wouldn't go into the woods as much. And what's the fun in that? I like to hunt. It's it's more than just taking the, getting out there and killing one. It's way more than that. So much deeper. I'm not just out there to kill deer. Okay? Out there, it's like a whole, I don't know. I could go on for a week talking about why I hunt. I mean, obviously, the main reason is to get a deer. But it goes way deeper than that. I, I seriously think hunting has has really made me who I am. Like it shaped me as a person heavily and just completely changed how I say completely changed. I started hunting when I was, I started going hunting with my dad when I was like five or six, but I started hunting on my own when I was nine. And, uh, it, it's definitely been a huge, it's like the, the brick and mortar, the concrete foundation of who I am. And I think a lot of it comes, you know, a lot of it's patience and just drive and passion and strength to do something. I mean, it's not always easy to get up that early in the morning and drive to your hunting spot and get out there when it's freezing cold and climb up in a tree and you're borderline suffering. It's all worth it. And I've questioned that sometimes. I've come home wet and frozen and half stiff from the cold and wondered if it was worth it. But at the end of the day, there's no question about it. It's worth every bit of it. I just love it. I just love to be out there. So, anyways, you know, send me an email too. Why do you do it? There's that's that can get that can be deep. You know, why do you hunt? It's, a lot of people just hunt because that's you know my dad hunted, so I hunt. Like mine's way deeper, and I'm not. There's not. Uh, there's no good or bad answer to that question. I mean, you're hunting. I'm all for it. I said I'm 110, 120% supporter of you going hunting regardless of why you do it. I really don't care. I'm just, I think it'd be fun. You know, a little something to talk about why people do it. I like to ask all my guests on here why they do it. 
I think it's cool. It's it's like it's like story time, you know? A little bit of history on yourself. So shoot me an email on that one. Why do you hunt? Don't forget, huntinggamepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Plugging it again. I will read it. And I also have a challenge this week. And I don't know. I'm working on a giveaway here soon. I think once we hit, I tell you what, you know what? We're gonna we're just gonna say it right here. If you're still tuned in, once our episodes, if we can get to the point of a hundred listeners every episode within the first week, like a hundred downloads before the next episode comes out, I'm gonna pick a random listener. Um, and I'm going to give something away, something good. I'll find something good to give away. So, uh, what we'll do with that, share it with your buddies. And when you shared it with your buddies, either comment on Instagram or send us an email, you know, tell me how many people you sent it, you shared it with. And when I'd say maybe two weeks, three weeks, we'll come up with a winner. If we hit that mark, I mean, I got to see if it's steady. But share it with your buddies. I want to get this out there, guys. I'm so excited about it. I want to make it better. I want to get it out there. And I just I hope you guys have a good time doing it. So shoot me an email. Share it with your friends. That's going to be the biggest, the biggest way to get this going, even better than it is. And you know, guys, if we get enough following, we're going to get some of those real impressive, you know, those pro guests. Which trust me, I've got some on my list that I've already talked with. We're going to get some good ones on here. I hope you guys are excited for that. Anyways, I just keep plugging it. <laughs> I, uh, this this thing's so fun. I'm just having a good time. With that, let's get into our Bible verse. This week I've got a good one, um, and this is from the NIV Bible. And this uh, verse is from Deuteronomy. It is Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5, and that is that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Don't forget that. You you realize what that's saying? In every day, in everything you do, whether it's a good day, a bad day, a fun day, a sad day, love God. If you put God first in, in every aspect of your life, I promise you, every day is going to get better. You know, you're you're gonna be you're gonna receive blessings that you didn't know were coming. If you truly put your trust and your faith in God, I'm working on it every day. I, you know, I, I always, I always try better every day to give more of my life, to give more of my, my passion towards Christ. And you know, I say my prayers every day and everything, but we all fall short. You know, nobody's perfect. There's not a, there is not a perfect Christian out there, and I can guarantee you that. But wake up and be a good person, and give all the glory to God. I'm I'm telling you, that is the way, people. That's the way to live a good life. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to bring this one to an end a little bit early this week. I just, it's late. I've had a lot going on. i got a funeral tomorrow. So thanks again, guys, for tuning in. I hope you enjoy this half as much as I do. Get out there in the woods. Live it. Love it. Have a good time. Make sure to be a good conservation conservationist. Take care of those animals. Take care of that woods. Pick up pick up what you bring with you. You know, clean up your messes. Be a good person. I think that is key to everything in life. Just be a good person. Love one another. Treat each other with respect. 
and be positive. Share positivity, guys. Guys, girls, kids, whoever you are, you know, just be positive and just pour out positivity in every aspect of your life. Do it for God. Do it for your friends and your family. Be a good person and love what you do. Be safe out there, guys. Good luck. Shoot me an email. Let's do some chatting. With that being said, I'm out. Have a good week, guys. We'll see you in a week. Thanks for joining us on the Hunting Game Podcast. We hope to see you back next week for another exciting episode. In the meantime, get out there. Enjoy the great outdoors. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss another show. God bless you all. Have a great week. We're out.